Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. So, but here, here's, what's, here's what's happening. And this is in Malachi chapter number 4 and verse number 1. It says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. That's pretty harsh. Say, so, well, when's God going to do all that? Hang on. I'm telling you, his kingdom is going to come, and his will is going to be done on earth before it's all done. But that, that's not what I'm going to talk about. He says, but for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings, and you shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. You that are being baptized today, it's because, and I, I hope with all my heart, before you're, you're done, you understand the gravity of the decision you're making, that, that uh, you literally, uh, the name of Jesus is something you reverence and fear. Not fear in, in that you're afraid, but fear in that you respect. He had gone to such great lengths for you to be free. When you understand the power of the cross and the sacrifice that was made by Him and through Him, to absolutely secure your freedom. And, and it says here, it says, You that fear uh, my name, the Son of Righteousness, shall rise with healing in its wings. I'm going to tell you something. There's some of you here today that you have been uh, 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 tormented by, by depression and, and, and thoughts that just constantly bring you low. I'm here to tell you there's deliverance for you today. He's going he's gonna to rise up today. With healing in his wings. You say, well, how can you be so bold? Listen, either this is true or this is the biggest hoax ever. It's not a hoax. My life has been turned upside down. And, and okay, you know, I, man, I you say, well, you're awful excited for an old guy. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. I'm just as real. I, this is so exciting. When I see the deliverance that's coming to you, it just, it, it just reinvigorates me. The power of God, the, the son of righteousness is going to rise with healing in his wings. If you need healing, let me tell you something. When you go down in that grave in Jesus' name, the expectation is for you to come out healed. For you to come out whole. Well, I don't believe it's that powerful. Then don't get in the water. But I'm telling you it is. And you stand and watch. And you watch what God does. So here's what it says. It says, uh, you shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. Now, if you're not a farmer, that has very little meaning to you. But being a farmer, 
for a long time in my life, uh, I raised on a dairy farm. We, when a calf was born, as soon as you weaned it from the mother, you, you, you got it in the stall, you'd feed it and get it going where it was healthy and you took care of it. And, and then there was a time when, whether it was springtime or whatever, you could let those calves out. They had been restricted and chained. They'd been, they'd been, their ability to move was so limited. Everything was, you know, you, they just couldn't move. And so you'd lead them out of the barn, and, and you'd unhook the, the, the harness from them, and, and, and you could, you'd watch them for a minute. They'd go like this, and they'd find out that the harness wasn't there anymore. Then they'd move a little bit, and all of the sudden, they would literally go in. You talk about breakdancing. I'm telling you, calves invented that. There were people watching them say, hey, we ought to try dancing like that. Well, you can't do it like they do it. They literally go crazy. It's like freedom like they just have never experienced it all in their lives. And I'm here to tell you that's the promise of God for you, that we can literally be free. The idea, what happens, some of you, you still feel tethered uh, uh, to, to, to whatever it is in your life, and, and you got to just, you know, if you, if you feel a little bit of resistance, give it a bigger jerk. I'm telling you those things will fall away. Why? Because Christ, the power of Christ in our lives, the power of the blood in our lives, so, uh, the expectation, you say, well, I, you know, I'm not really that emotional. Well, sorry for you, I am. <laughs> and man, I'm a, it, 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 you ought to let yourself be emotional. Some of you, if you won the Powerball a couple weeks ago, I bet you'd have got emotional. Even though it would have ruined your life. But there's certain things that you'll get emotional about. I want to tell you what, this that I'm talking about today is something worth giving your whole mind, body, soul, and strength to. And so I want you to go, when, you, when we baptize you, there are going to be four or five of, I don't know how many, baptizing, and we're just going to kind of try to do it in mass. We'll figure it out when we get there. Uh, so there's plenty of room if more people want to do it. But the idea is... The expectation from us is your absolute freedom. The expectation of that event is you just being totally delivered. The expectation is you that, that have carried a life of sin and shame and regret that you're going to bury it in the watery grave and you're going to raise up a new creature. Say, well, I, I, I thought it was an outward sign of an inward work. No, it's a choice you make. It's a covenant. That's a sealing of the covenant. It is like in the Old Testament, you Bible scholars out there, it is, it is spiritual circumcision. What the Scripture says. And so, I'm, I'm not going to preach very long because we're going to get over there. Uh, but I do have something else to put in here. So, here, here's what happened. Um, this is in Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Uh, Philip's having revival in Samaria, and the Lord says to him, go down to uh, uh, Gaza. And uh, the, the point of that is he's having revival in 
uh, Samaria. I mean, people are getting baptized and, and, and things are going on, and he, he had to be feeling pretty good about himself. You know, uh, like, wow, you know, God's doing something. And the Lord says, hey, I want you to leave. Go to a desert place. Okay. You know, when, you, when you're in the kingdom, I, the point is, uh, whether it's a whole city or it's just you, okay, God cares about just you. That's why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, it's not like, oh, oh, we're going to baptize 15. I think it's going to be the normal in our lives. We're going to just, you know, people are going to come. But it's not just a number. You're not just a number. You are a life that's about to be changed. You are. And, and to put, to, to just throw out a number, and I, I realize that the scripture says 3,000 were added to the church. That's great. But, but I'm going to tell you what. You that are going down in a watery grave today, you are the apple of God's eye. He cares about you. And if you, don't, if you don't embrace that and understand that, you will not get the fullness of what is going to transpire when you go down in the water. I want you to know there's a bunch of you doing it, but if it was just you, it'd be just as exciting. It'd be just as powerful. It'd be just as relevant. So Paul, so uh, Philip, uh, the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. He said, go up, or get up, go to the south road that goes down to Jerusalem to Gaza. Let me just say this. This book is a history book. It can be understood, but you got to look at it. All right? You got you to, and let God speak to your heart. It is a great, great book. And it gives us the, you know, I call it the guardrails of life. But, but the idea, uh, you know, some, there's a lot of ideas about what the Scripture is. And, and people are trying to belittle it all the time. I never want to do that. We're supposed to be the written, we're supposed to be the Word, living Word. But this book is powerful. And, and uh, as you look at it, so I say that to tell you to read it. Or... If you can't read, listen to it. Okay? I got apps that will play the Bible, right? I'm not saying if you have a hard time reading. I hated to read. But you can listen to this. Just let it. it, Say, well, I don't understand it all. Neither do I. But you're never going to understand it if you don't look toward it and start just pressing. So So he says this. He said, this uh, is a desert road, this road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he got up and went, and there was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, a high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He'd come to Jerusalem to worship, was sitting in his chariot, reading the prophet Isaiah aloud, and the spirit told Philip, go and join the chariot. I love that. The spirit told Philip. You ever have the Spirit tell you to do something? When the Spirit tells you to do it, do it. Some of you are hesitating. You know what the Spirit's telling you right now? Get baptized. Just saying. I believe that. Why? Because that's a commandment of His. Now, don't get baptized just because you feel like I'm, you know, pounding you with that. But get baptized because the Spirit's drawing you to that. And if he's not, if you, if you feel that resistance, figure out what that is. We'll figure out what that is. I'm going to bind the devil. 
and, and, and the deception that so, so has been so much a part of our lives that God would literally set you free from it. But anyway, Philip is told by the Spirit, he said, go and join the chair. So when Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah, and he asked, and he said, do you understand what you're reading? In this man of authority, the treasurer, he says, how can I unless someone guides me? Man, oh man, I'm telling you, there's something about humility that attracts the very presence of God. This guy was in charge of so much, and he was a bigwig in the government and all that, and he's reading from the prophet Isaiah, and, and uh, Philip, by the Spirit's command, draws up near to him and says, hey, he hears him reading, he says, hey, dude, do you understand what you're reading there? He said, I really don't. He said, but man, I am open, and how can I accept somebody guide me? And so he, he uh, the Scripture says, so he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the sl- uh, slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before its shears, he, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him, and who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch replied to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about himself or another person? What I love is Philip was so instant and ready. He said, so Philip proceeding to tell, uh, proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus beginning from that scripture. I, I, I got to tell you something. If you're called of God, man, it seems like everything you come in contact with will point you towards him. And this uh, Ethiopian, he was just hungry for God. He'd been down in Jerusalem worship. He was somehow connected with with the Hebrews, even though he was from Ethiopia. And, And he's trying to understand the scripture, and he was wealthy enough to have a scroll. Not everybody had a Bible in those days. And as he's reading from that, it it was literally a prophetic word about the the coming of Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection, his rejection from humanity. And the Ethiopian says, who's he talking about? I don't understand. And, And Philip, being filled with God's Spirit, begins at the very same Scripture, and, uh, and he preached Jesus. And here's what it says. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? What's the point? Here's the point. Listen to this. Philip is telling this Ethiopian about Jesus. The very next thing you hear of that encounter was the Ethiopian said, wait a minute, stop. There's water right there. Why shouldn't I be baptized? Philip thought water baptism was that essential and important that it literally was one of the the very foundations of him telling this Ethiopian about Jesus. It wasn't, well, you know what, you got to, you know, go through some discipleship classes and, 
you know, you got to figure out and make sure you're doing the right thing, and you, you, you know, your theology's right, and all this stuff, and your giving is right, and uh, it had nothing to do with any of that. Philip begins at an Old Testament prophecy, and he preaches Jesus. And as he's preaching Jesus, it's very obvious and evident that Philip put very clear weight on water baptism. Because the Ethiopian says, hold on. I'm sure if he was just like any other preacher, he was probably still talking. Had a lot to say, but the Ethiopian said, wait a minute, Philip. Whoa, whoa, hold, hold that thought. There's water. Why? why? What, can I do it now? And I'm going to ask you, what, it is, what is it that would hinder you? If I'm going to preach Jesus to you, listen to me. Very succinctly. You can hear more and more, you know, come on back. But this is what this is about. Man chose sin and disobedience to God. The world became sinful. You are no special case. You are one of us. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You cannot work your way to heaven. You can't undo the things that you've done. But what you can have because of the gift of God is absolute forgiveness. And not just forgiveness, but remission, which means they're removed from you. Your sins are removed. How cool is that? Say, well, well, but somebody deserves punishment for what I did. You're right. And you know what? God came in the flesh and he bore your sin in his own body. He literally took on the sin, your sin. And when he was brutally murdered at the cross, it wasn't the Jews, it wasn't, it wasn't the Romans, it was him giving up his life to pay a debt that he never owed. Because we owed a debt that we couldn't pay. What did he do? He took my debt. You, you, you can pile all kinds of religion on top of that. And you confuse the very fact that Jesus came to set you free. He wants you to be the calf out of the stall. Literally, some of you are so caged in by your tradition and by oppression and by, by, uh, by addiction and all that stuff. And Jesus has come that you might be free. So I'm thankful some of you aren't waiting anymore. And those of you that are going to wait, I'm going to shake your tree every time I get near you. Only because it's not a notch on the belt or, oh, we did the I know the Spirit of God wants you to be free. That's why he came for freedom's sake. So he, he paid that price. He literally shed his blood that you could be free. That is the message of the gospel. And so when the Ethiopian uh, says, uh, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? Philip said, I if you believe with all your heart, you may. How many are you getting baptized today? Raise your hand. 
How many of you believe with all your heart? Come on. God, I believe this. So, well, you know what? I, I realize there's some of you that have a little bit of unbelief. Well, we always struggle with that. But I'm telling you, you just don't hide that. Father, help my unbelief. But today, today, I am telling you, I am not here telling you stories. This is a reality. Jesus died. He was buried. He shed his blood, and, and, and he rose from the dead. Think about how exciting that is, and, and the idea that you can connect to his death, burial, and resur- resurrection. So you got to believe, did Jesus love you enough to die for you? He did. Tell you what, you know what that means? It means every sin that you carry around is going to be destroyed in just about an hour. And it's not because it doesn't, listen to me, it's not, oh, I, I got to have pastor baptize me. I don't, I don't, I'll baptize somebody. But it's not about who's doing it. It's about him. It's about the power in his name. It's about your faith and, and our faith together doing something so incredibly spiritual and powerful. Well, that, that's not the way I've ever heard baptism taught. Well, hang on, I'll get you some more. He says, uh, he says I believe that, see, if you believe with all your heart, you may, he replied, I believe. And so here's what the Ethiopian says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In other words, that, that message that Philip was preaching and declaring. He just embraced it all. Then he ordered the chariot to stop. Both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized them. If you've been sprinkled, you need to get dunked. God love you. I realize, people, it's real convenient, but I'm, we are not going to sprinkle you today. Some of you are going to hold down longer than others. I won't name any names. No, no, come on. If you're going to be, the, if, if, well, this is the biblical example that go down in the water together. Philip baptizes him. When they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. The, uh, the eunuch did not see him any longer, but he went on his way rejoicing. I've baptized people before, and they, they, they're just as sour coming out as they were going in. I'm like, what's the matter with you? They didn't believe. You can go down in, in the water and not believing, and you're just getting wet. But you go down with a heart filled with faith, and there is a life change that takes place. It is an absolute promise. It's a promise. If you uh, repent of your sins, and we're going to do that collectively right here. It's not, it's not a huge you know, undertaking. It's a decision and a choice that you make. It says the promise is that, that repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And it says you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So you know what's going to happen when we 
pray this prayer of repentance and you go down in a watery grave, you're going to come up out of that water and the power of God is going to hit your life. He is going to fill you with His Spirit. Yeah. Some of you say, Preacher, I just wanted to get baptized. <laughs> There's way more to this. and We've underplayed it for way too long. It, it literally, you are translated from one kingdom to another. Yes, your sins are remitted. That's amazing. Yes, you, you, there's a freedom that starts at that very moment. But I'm going to tell you what God wants to do in our day is to fill you to the point that rivers of living water come out of you and people around you are affected by the change in your life. Without you having to, you know, work it up or do it, it's just going to be who you are. All right, so one more scripture, and then we're going to pray. Ooh, shoot, look what the time. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 says it like this. Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Jesus died for you, and you're going to die with him. What's dying? If you're truly repented, that old man, that selfishness, that carnality, that addiction, that that lust, that lying, that cheating, that stealing, those things that all of it is common to mankind. It's what's buried. We say, Lord, I, that's I don't want to be that anymore. I give my life to you, and you're buried with Him. And it says this. Says, uh, we're buried with him by baptism and death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in a new way of life. This isn't just a decision to make, you know, in, in, in a lifelong of decision. This is a decision that you make that changes your life forever. It's supposed to. We walk in a new way of life. Is that what the book says? Then it goes on. And stand with me as I finish this. For if we have been joined with him in the likeness of his death, we shall certainly also be in the likeness of his resurrection. For we know that our old self with was crucified with him that sin's dominion over the body may be abolished so that we may law uh, that we may no longer be enslaved to sin. I go back to the calf in the stall. You can have all kinds of things go on and and and, and feel good and you know have a good time you know, a new season of your life. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus has come that you might be free. He's come that you could put some old things in your life and let them pass away. That you could bury them, not just not just say, oh, God, forgive me, and 
feel them hanging out and, and, and there all the time, but literally destroy them. How do I destroy them? Because Christ's sacrifice is enough. So this morning, we'll do something different. If you're getting baptized, come on down real quick. The, the uh, directions to Cleveland Beach is right down uh, on the bulletin board. Come on, everybody. Up front, up front, up front. Thank the Lord for His goodness. Come on, I'm excited for you. I, I just, I got to tell you, I'm excited for you. The, king, the kingdom of God to come alive in your life. For you to be free from the enemy, the enemy of your soul that's been hounding you for years. I'm telling you, this is a day of his destruction. But for it to be effective for you, well, we just need to pray together. And, and we need to do that prayer of repentance. And, 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 and literally, what, what it, for me and what I believe it is, that you are making a choice to serve God with the rest of your life. I choose you. This isn't just, I'm getting, you're not getting baptized into gateway. You're not. You're getting baptized into Christ so that when you're in Florida, you're still in Christ. When you're out in Phoenix hanging out for the warm winter, you're in Christ. Wherever it is that you go, you're in Christ. And so I want you to pray with me right now. Just, just Father, thank you for your grace in our lives. Thank you for the power of the cross. Thank you for the sacrifice that you made. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe you shed your blood that I might be free. And Lord, this morning, I give my life to you. I've given it to you before. Some of you can pray that. But today, Lord, I give my the rest of my days are yours. As you forgive, Lord, I ask for forgiveness in my life. Those decisions and those sins and those people I've wronged. God, I, I, I should have forgiven me today. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. If you prayed that prayer, come on, just, just thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his goodness right here, Father. I just see freedom. I see freedom. I see freedom. I see freedom. In the name of Jesus, by the power of your Spirit, God, where there is depression, there will be joy. God, where there is guilt, there is going to be gladness. Where there is shame, oh God, there's going to be confidence because of your presence. I love you, Jesus. I worship you today, Lord. 
I thank you, Savior. I give my life to you, Jesus. I give my life to you. Come on, if you prayed that prayer, let me see your hand. Did you pray that prayer with me? All right. All right. Listen. You believe Jesus is the Son of God? Let's go get baptized. Go get your stuff. We're going to carry on there. When you come out of the water, when we bring you, we're not done. Because God's going to fill you with His Spirit right there. So you just, when you come out of the water, if you've never lifted your hands, you're wet anyway. Just lift your hands. Right? You're going to look all mess anyway. You're all wet. Just lift your hands and let us pray with you. And watch what God is going to do in your life. It's a new day. All right, get there. Let's go. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.